Crystal, thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice, hearing God talk to you. Let's acknowledge Jesus because he said that he would be where we are. He wanted to be where we were. When we gathered in his presence, he'd be here. So Jesus, we thank you so much that you want to be where we are. We thank you and praise you that we are so important to you that when we gather, you are here. And you are just anxious for us to know you and to know your way. And we want to receive that from you today. We love you and praise you in your name. We pray. Amen. So he is so good. He's so in love with us that he wants us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God were meant to be revealed. So when you know Jesus, he should not be a mystery to you. And along with that comes being able to have communication with him, to hear his voice. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to read to you. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning, before all time, was a word, and the word was with God, and God was the word himself. So he is his word. And so if you ever wonder how you can even start to hear him, you can look at his word, and it is him talking to you. His word is him. His opinion is the word of God. How he thinks is, is God. And um, I wanted to share with you a time that it was so exciting for me when I first started hearing God um, a lot. And I would hear something in my spirit and it made me all excited. And it wasn't like this usual thing that so I knew it wasn't my thought. And I would run home or find a Bible as quick as I could to look it up. At that time, we didn't have Google, so I couldn't just Google it. Now you can just Google it. You hear God say something to you, and um, you're, you're not sure what it is or what it means. You can Google it, and it'll show you exactly where it is in the Bible. But I had to do a lot more work than that. So anyway, I would find it. He would say something to me, and I would find it, and I'd be so excited. Um, and even after that, it's just so cool that when he talks to you and he says something to you that you don't even know is in the Word of God, because that is so for sure that he talked to you then. Um, I feel him prompting me. I'll never forget the time when he gave me this little dog, and her name is Macy. And um, I was sitting in the vet's office, to make a longer story short, um, because she was sick. And she was being given to me because she was sick, because I have believed for healing before. And so that was the deal. And so I'm holding this little tiny dog in my hand, and she's having seizures. She's four ounces. And what rose up on the inside of me is... She will live and not die and proclaim what the Lord has done. And it just made me cry on the inside. I mean, I was among people, so I was crying, and and I was just proclaiming that. And when I got home, of course, I had to look it up. And of course, the Word of God says that you will live and not die and proclaim what the Lord has done. So... That was exciting. So many other times he said things to me that I didn't know were in the Word of God at all. You know, I'm not this Bible scholar. I just have the Holy Spirit. I feel like the disciples, I am unlearned, but everything I know, it's because he taught it to me. He spoke it to me. I didn't think it was strange, and and I didn't deny the Word. You know, when the Word says something, 
and we deny it, that's pretty sad. Jesus said in John 20, 10, 27, my sheep know my voice and they follow me and I lead them to eternal life. And so if you know you want to know how to make it to heaven, you got to follow his voice. You, you have to follow him. You have to know his voice and that takes time. I know I say it all the time, but it takes your time and attention to get to know him. You have to know him for yourself. And the reason I'm teaching this today is because he wants you to know. He gives me my assignments. He tells me what to say. As I said, I'm no Bible scholar. I don't figure out what I'm going to say. I don't figure out the revelation. He gives it to me. He just gives it to me. It's what I'm called to do. And so in hearing his voice, you have to be in agreement with him. You want to hear his voice. You want to discern his voice. You want to live by his opinion. So it's a matter of choice. I mean, a lot of people don't hear his voice because he knows they're not listening anyway, and he doesn't talk to them. If you just give God your attention once in a great while or once a year or whatever it is, if you're not seeking him, then of course you're not going to hear him. He's not going to be talking to you. But as we talked about yesterday, Matthew 7, if you keep on seeking and keep on knocking, he is going to reveal himself to you. If you're, you know, he is looking, I was just remembering another scripture in Chronicles. He is looking to and fro throughout the earth, looking for someone he can show himself strong to. So he's looking, he's waiting. Revelation 3.20 says he's knocking at the door of your heart. If you invite him in, he's going to come in and he's going to dine with you. And um, I don't think that you would have dinner with somebody you wouldn't be talking to. And so many other places I could tell you that the word says that we are to hear him, we're to know his thoughts. And we talked about that last week, I believe. But anyway, how to hear his voice is to be listening, to be attentive to his word. You look at the word, you get to know him that way. You find out what his opinion is. And then if you're thinking the wrong thing, then he corrects that thinking. And if you need encouragement, like he did with me with a dog, and she did live, and she didn't die, if you need encouragement, he's going to encourage you. If you're going the wrong way, he's going to get you back on the path, but you have to be serious about him. And, you know, we've been recently talking about that path, that narrow path, and he's recently been showing us that um, that is the fasted life. And it just all made me think of the Message Bible when Jesus said this kind comes out by fasting and praying, which he has been showing me recently. It comes out by walking on that narrow path, Um, coming up against, or when the enemy comes up against you, you tell him no, you push him off. You say, no, I'm not going your way. I'm staying on the narrow path. And God is showing us that is a fasted life, just like Jesus was in the wilderness So anyway, all that said, in the Message Bible, it doesn't say this kind comes out by fasting and prayer. It says because you don't take God seriously. And we have to take him seriously. And so often I get caught in that same trap. Trap, you know, you hear him and um, you don't really do what he said. And I can't really explain it except that we're not taking him seriously. I just had a vision this morning of something that I was doing that I hadn't been taking him seriously. And it got me on my toes. And I want him to do that. 
um, when I, a couple years ago, when I was walking, I was asking him why things weren't working out in my life. And I'm telling you this because he's prompting me to tell you. And um, I heard him audibly. I heard him on the right side. And um, he corrected me, and it was stern. And, you know, as much as he corrects us, and um, even you can tell it, sometimes it seems stern. And um, when he's correcting us and we don't take him seriously, that's kind of how he sounds. And I just want to encourage you, when you do hear his voice, as we talked about, don't harden your heart. Just do what he tells you to do. Just like his mom said, do whatever he tells you to do. Mary said that. And so hearing his voice is a very, I think, awesome privilege. And when you hear his voice, make sure that you are doing what he tells you to do, or that can fade away. Jesus said, attend to the work. He said, be careful what you're listening to, because if you're not, even what you heard can be taken, will be taken from you by force. And he said, if you love me, you'll obey me and I'll show myself to you. Um, I wanted to talk about that because sometimes we hear him and um, then we don't do what he said. And then he gets quiet and we're wondering why. And it's because you're not doing it. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me and then I'll manifest myself to you. So that means he's going to talk to you. You're going to hear him. He's going to manifest himself to you. He's going to show himself to you. He's going to show you things that you couldn't know without him. He told the disciples that the Holy Spirit would come, and that's actually what happens. The Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you, and he would remind you of things that he said, tell you things to come. He'd be your counselor, your standby. He's going to be there all the time, so he's always there. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. He told the disciples, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. And so he's always going to be there. You're always going to hear him if you're taking him seriously. If you're wanting to walk down that narrow path, which is the path to eternal life, if you're willing to be corrected, if you're willing to let him teach you. And so that is the thing, is you have to be willing to conform to him and not have your own opinion. So many people want to live by their own opinion and you got to figure it out that you can't live in God's kingdom by your opinion because your opinion is less than his way is higher than our way. He has better for you. If you live by your opinion, then you're not living in the kingdom of God and you're not going to hear him because he's not going to talk over you. He's not going to push you aside. He's going to only tell you what you're willing to hear. You know, if you ask God a question and then you're really not wanting to have the answer, he knows that and you're not going to hear him. But if you pursue and you keep on seeking and you keep on knocking, then he's going to tell you. And once you know, then you're responsible for what you know. Then he holds you responsible for that. And that is um, quite the um, privilege, but at the same time, responsibility. you got to do what you know to do when you're living in the kingdom of God. So when you seek him and you find him, then the door is going to be open to you, and then you are expected to do that thing. And so the more you practice doing the things that we just talked about, the more you're going to get to know him. When you do what he tells you to do, he's going to reveal more of himself to you. He, you know, he's not going to tell you things when you're just ignoring him. 
He's going to reveal more to you as you oblige him, as you do what he's telling you to do. And then the more things he tells you to do and you cooperate, then the more of his blessing you're going to have in your life. And you're going to have that under your belt. You're going to know. Um, you're going to know him. You're going to know how he operates, what he's thinking, his opinion. And he wants you to get to that place where you already know ahead of time what he's probably going to say. And the things that you don't know, then you will learn as you go on, as you go up to that next level. But everything you hear, everything you think, the word tells us to discern it and make sure it matches the word of God. Bring every thought into captivity and make it be like Jesus. And so any thought that you have that does not compare, does not line up with the word of God, then we are to correct that thought. You're to think his thoughts and think by his opinion so you can be in agreement with him. So you can ask what you will and it'll be done for you. That's how it works. That's how you live in his kingdom. And of course, you don't have to live in his kingdom, but who wants to live in the kingdom of darkness? Who wants to be sick? Who wants to be miserable and broken? And even if you're not that here, you won't have eternal life when you leave here if you choose that. As the rich man was, he, he came up to Jesus and he said, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Talk about not taking God seriously. And, and Jesus ultimately said that, you know, you know what to do. And, um, and then the, the, the man said, well, I already am doing all the stuff. And, and then Jesus said, sell your stuff, give it to the poor and follow me. That's what you need to do. That's where you're at. See, he asked the question Jesus told him, but what did he do? He walked away. He didn't do it. He didn't take Jesus seriously. Didn't he believe that that would be how he would um, enter into eternal life? Did he not believe it? Or did he change his mind, his mind eventually and come back? I don't know, but the story seemed to have ended there. He didn't believe he walked away aggrieved because his stuff was too important to him. And, you know, really hearing God and knowing God and living in, um, in his kingdom is about him being your God. And so anything that is in your way, he will ask you to put it aside. And, you know, at the end of that, um, the disciples are at the end of that story. The disciples are saying, wow, then who can inherit eternal life? Because they gave all their stuff. Well, they didn't give their stuff away, but kind of. They left their families, they left their jobs, they left everything to follow him. But I think they were looking at this rich man as a rich man, and and Jesus is saying to get rid of all of his stuff. And so they were thinking, wow, yeah, that's, a, that's a big call. And then Jesus said, no one leaves mothers, sisters, brothers, houses in this lifetime without um, having a hundredfold return in this lifetime. So whatever he asks you to put it down, he's going to add to you, press down, shaking together and running over. You're going to get a hundredfold back for whatever you gave up just to say that it wasn't your God. There's so much to know about God. And so you got to start by getting in the word and seeking him. Keep on seeking and keep on knocking. He's going to start giving you revelation knowledge as to how to live in his kingdom. You know, I think so many people think that God's just going to dump all the stuff on them and, you know, kind of compare them to like Santa Claus and he's not like Santa Claus. It's a way of living. And then all these blessings are just there for you. They're there for you. What, what's his is yours. That's how it is. 
just like with your kids. If they live in your house, your way, by your rules, then what, what's yours is theirs. They can have it. And that's what it is. The kingdom of God is within you. And when you live his way, then everything that he has is yours. He's going to give it to you. But it's like we got to get on this narrow path to get to the place where everything is, you know, all the, all the things that grew on us in the world, we get rid of it. And we just go down that narrow path to say, God, I love you. I'm going to live in your kingdom. And I'm putting everything aside for you. And, you know, Jesus lived in the kingdom of God while he was here. And so that is what he's calling us to do, to live in his kingdom right here on the earth. And then, of course, we got to fit in to heaven when we leave here. And so we got to be like him, recreated in him. Ephesians 2.10 says that we're recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. And he puts us on that path that leads to the good life. And um, so it is a good life and it's eternal life and it's good life here. Jesus said in this lifetime, we would receive a hundred time fold for whatever we put aside for the sake of the gospel. And so um, the other thing I want to mention is as you seek him, get on the floor, get on your knees. That's where you can hear him the best. And turn on some worship music and just turn everything else off. Um, One thing I used to teach um, when I first started teaching is what I learned to do. And um, in your mind, you can think of it as being in a room. And, you know, if I close my eyes, I can see all the things I have in this room. And I can just move them all out until the room is empty And then there's room for Jesus. And that's kind of how I started. So I could concentrate, so I could focus on hearing him. So you can do that. You can just picture in your mind this empty room, and it's just you and God. And just focus on him, and you will hear him quickly, and you will hear him clearly, and he matches his word. Whatever he says will match his word. He is his word. So if you never asked him to come live on the inside of you, that's the first step. And um, as Jesus said, the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to remind you of the things the Word says. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to be your counselor, your standby, anything you need. It's a commitment. It's a relationship when you ask him to come live on the inside of you. And um, then you're going to have communication with him. And um, he's going to be there for you all the time. He's going to teach you how to live in his kingdom right here, right now on the earth, and then prepare you for whatever he has planned for you while you're here, and then prepare you for heaven when you leave here. So if you want to say that prayer with me, I would love to say it with you. Revelation 3.20, remember, it says he's knocking at the door of your heart. So he's waiting for you to invite him in. Let's do that. Jesus, we know that you are knocking at the door of our heart, and we're just calling you. We're just answering that call. Just come on in, live with us, be with us, teach us your way, correct us, help us to take you seriously, and do the things that you're calling us to do, to show who you are, to be your witness, to do that greater work. Grow us up to be like you. Help us to be faithful as you are faithful. I thank you, Lord, for each person that's saying that prayer today. And I ask you to just manifest yourself to them. Show them who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you for helping us to be in agreement with you. We love you. We praise you and give you all the glory. In your name, we pray, amen. He is so good. He's so in love with you. And if you just felt him right now, it'd be so exciting to know. But if you didn't, you will feel him. He will manifest himself to you. And remember, the other way to see him is to do what you read in the word. You do it. That's seeking him. When you start doing the word, that's seeking him. And you will find him. You will find him. He's so good. He's so in love with you. And, you know, actually any of this stuff, I want to tell you, you can't do it by yourself. You have to ask him to help you. Because you're going to find yourself falling and failing over and over again if you don't say, Jesus, help me do this. And he's going to, of course, help you because it has to do with him. It has to do with your happiness, your peace, your joy, and contentment. And he's in love with you. He laid down his life for you. If I didn't mention that, he did. He said, I'm going to lay it down, and I can lay it down in free will. I can lay it down, pick it up. But he did it for us so we can be right with God. He did it for us. He, he took stripes for our healing. He bore sickness, disease, or sorrow, or pain. He's in love with us. He's in love with you. And there's nothing he wouldn't do for you. So call on him. Talk to him every day. Get to know him. Get to know his word. John wants to see his word. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.